the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm Wendy Jones, your host, And also owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, the business, which, as you all know, is located in Rochester Hills, Michigan. And, you know, each and every week we do our best to just really bring some good information to you listeners. And our topic this week is actually near and very dear to my heart. It is about our foundation, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation, and what we do and why we do what we do for low-income seniors. And I'm extremely excited to have my executive director for the foundation sitting here with me in the radio studio. And her name is Cheryl Clark. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Cheryl Clark uh, came to us with an enormous amount of experience uh, in the nonprofit world. And a, a 501c3 is really different than a regular LLC, let me just tell you. And the reason I started, and I'm going to I'm going to give you the, the the story, listeners, because you need to know why I started this. But I didn't have the experience of a 501c3 that I needed. And that is why God literally single-handedly delivered Cheryl Clark to me. So Cheryl, I am blessed to have you. Thank you for doing what you do every day. Well, thank you for having me on today and to be able to share our mission with our listeners. It's It's new and it's exciting. And so basically, I'm going to start just with why I started the foundation And when I started my business 10 years ago, which I still can't believe it's been that long, I actually knew after about two or three years that there was a problem in the industry. And the initial reason I started my business was because people were confused. They didn't know where to go or what to do when their loved one was in the hospital, when they had to move into a community, they didn't know which one to pick. It is overwhelming. There are thousands of assisted livings out there. 
how in the world could you get in your car and drive to all these places and figure this out? So that's why I started the business. And let me tell you, listeners, my team, amazing. They've been in every single one of these these communities. We would never move someone somewhere that we have not seen ourselves. We've done background checks. We've done information on them. And it's your decision, obviously, at the end of the day, but we want to give you the correct options. And that's why I started the business. But what I realized after three years was there's a bigger problem. And that problem really was financial, spiritual, and physical. It was financial because our sweet seniors that were calling didn't have the funds to move into these beautiful places. They didn't have $7,000 to move into an assisted living or a memory care per month. And it's private pay. It is not covered under insurance like everyone thinks. And then they didn't have the you know ability to know all the resources that we know. So that's how we help physically. And then spiritually, my heart went out for seniors because we've been through so much. They've had such a journey, especially these last two years. And to me, the most important part is knowing that someone is there with you, praying for you, talking with you, listening to you. And that's why we started Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. And our mission really is to support financially, assist physically, and share spiritually. That is our mission. And that's why I started it. Because after a quadrillion phone calls of people saying, I can't afford it, I finally said, Okay, let's make a way where they can afford it. <laughs> so we started a 501c3. Call me crazy, but I love my seniors. And it's been what, Cheryl, four years now? Four years. Yes. So you started the foundation about four years ago, and I came on board in August. So you had done a really great job of building where it is today. Um, we're able to impact the community through uh, community events, but we also provide scholarships for seniors as well, and we'll go over that in a little bit. Um, but since I've come on board, we've had some great events to fundraise, so those dollars go directly to help fund seniors who need a little bit of assistance financially every month. But we also uh, do community events. Many seniors have been left isolated over this last couple years especially. So we were able to deliver over 800 Christmas gifts to a low-income senior community. And let me tell you, the love that we got back was incredible. Um, so many seniors came out and hugged us and thanked us for those gifts. And they haven't had a touch point with somebody in quite a while, and they felt isolated. Uh, and we so, had just as much fun. That's right. what was so cool about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We had so many volunteers there, and Cheryl did a great job organizing. She had hot chocolate and snacks for everybody. And so all the volunteers got together, and she had got all these little packages with little gifts in them and gift bags. And we literally went door to door, knocking and saying Merry Christmas and giving them a gift. It was so fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was great, great time in December. We were blessed with a beautiful sunny day too, great weather. So, But even today, we had somebody stop in and share their experience in delivering gifts, one of the volunteers. And it's just nice to hear the feedback of how what we do impacts the community. We also have a resource guide for seniors. Uh, so sometimes they don't always qualify for our scholarship program, but there's other programs that they do qualify for. And so we have a, an immense uh, network of partners that help seniors also. And so through those uh, resources that we have, um, we can direct you, depending on what your needs are, whether you need transportation for a doctor's appointment, if you need 
um, assistance with food, if you need assistance with financial for your bills, or if, you know, assistance figuring out your Medicare. Or, so we have relationships with all of those uh, communities in Metro Detroit, and we can help you with that as well. Our community partners really have been amazing walking alongside us, haven't they, Cheryl? Absolutely. They just wrap their arms around us and they're like, okay, what do you need? <laughs> We're like, really? And But it, that, it takes a village. It takes a lot of people working together for the same goal. Right. And Wendy's years of experience is incredible because she's um, uh, really assembled this network of, of other people. Um, organizations that support seniors. That love seniors. Everybody loves them. Exactly. So talk to us a little bit about the Care Companion Program. So we also have a Care Companion Program, and we match up a senior with a volunteer. And it's really a social phone call once a week. And just checking on these seniors, seeing how they're doing, um, chatting about, you know, things in their life, and even things that they experienced as a youth. It's great for these seniors to relive some of these stories and share some of their wisdom with others and it gives them that touch point that they need. So we do have this program. You can sign up as a volunteer and then seniors sign up and we match them up and, and it's we do a training program for our volunteers and it's just really a social phone call right now. Sometimes you send letters out to them and it means a ton. And we can also find out if there's an issue a senior's having and provide those resources needed. So if one of our volunteers notices something that's the senior has different needs, we can come together as a team and help supply what they need, whether it's food or um, some medical assistance or financial assistance in some way. So it's really a nice touch point to make sure that these people um, are cared for. And I have a story about that because, you know, the team of volunteers, we meet once a month just to talk about everything that's going on. And uh, like Cheryl said, one of the volunteers brought to our attention one of our seniors who wasn't eating healthy, uh, literally was living off of cheese and bread every day um, or cereal, I think it was. Like it was was not substantiated at all uh, as far as substantial food, let me just say that. So we got involved and actually had meals delivered to this uh, person for a couple months just to make sure that you know, they were eating healthy because my goodness, the most important thing is your food, your nutrition and your sleep. And if you're lacking in those two areas, all the other stuff doesn't even matter, you know? So it was a blessing because we would have never known that they needed food the way, you know, it ended up being. So it's a great program. I love it. And and if you want us to pray with you, right, that we will. But if, if you're just wanting to talk, that's good too. Whatever it is you need, we're there for you. Mm -hmm. And our volunteers send back um, information on a monthly basis of the phone calls, how it goes. So it's all monitored, you know, and we have you know, have our file system and organization set up so that so that if we do notice anything, we can definitely respond quickly to it. Right. And everyone is, you know, has a background check. You know, we, we do our due diligence as far as that goes. And it's all over the phone. The, mm -hmm. Right now, there's no personal meetings just because of COVID. So it's a great program and it lines up with our Share Spiritually mission. Um, because mentioned in the beginning, it's support financially, assist physically and share spiritually. And that's why the Care Companion Program was designed. And it's just such a blessing to so many people.
Yeah, it is. I hear great feedback and, you know, even the volunteers get a lot out of it, I think, as much as the seniors do. Right. And we're always looking for volunteers and seniors. So if you want to be part of the Care Companion program, feel free to call the office 248-651-5010 and just mention that you're interested in taking part um, in this program. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter. Like, listeners, if you have a mother who's in Florida, for example, and she's alone, we can call Florida. It doesn't matter where they're at um, in the United States. It just really, it's a phone call and it's simple and it's easy, right? For sure. <laughs> Once a week, you know, someone's checking in. So um, we're going to get into in our next segment, some of the more detailed things that we do, but I wanted you to share our website if you could really quick, Cheryl, with everyone. So it's nextstepsforseniorsfoundation.org. And you can go to our website and uh, look for information uh, and find out a ways that you can volunteer or plug in. Excellent. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're here today with Cheryl Clark, the Executive Director for Next Steps for Seniors Foundation, um, which I might add is an amazing organization (laughs) that is really changing lives, literally changing lives of seniors. And we did some billboards last year. I don't know if anybody saw them, but um, Memorial Day and July 4th holiday, if you are heading south or north on I-75, you saw those billboards. And it literally says changing lives one step at a time. So anyway, it's fun. It's exciting. We love what we do. But Cheryl, you have an amazing story that you're going to share of something that the foundation did uh, recently. So this week we got a phone call from the hospital. Um, It was uh, a senior who was recently evicted from their apartment. And they had financial, some financial funds, but it would be a few weeks before their funds would kick in. So they needed to um, wrap up their time at the hospital for whatever their situation was that they had there, and um, they needed some help. So we kind of stepped into action. We called around and found a community that uh, she could afford eventually. We helped uh, coordinate her transportation and make sure she had her medicine that she needed and her um, clothing. And she didn't have a whole lot, but we made sure that she had transportation to this new community. And we coordinated everything, even on the medical end, for her transport. And so she got to the community, and she's all set, but there's a few things that she needs as well. And so we, you know, went into action again the next day, and we've been on the phone getting her clothing, getting her a mini refrigerator for her medicines, getting her some supplies that she needs right away to, to be able to live and and be safe in a safe environment because that's the goal here. We want our seniors to be in a safe environment. And um, so, yeah, so that ended up being kind of a win all the way around. She's settled. We checked on her. And this is what Next Steps for Seniors Foundation is for. Sometimes we step into action to help for one month. Sometimes we help on a monthly basis for a few months until they qualify for another program. So we definitely have flexibility there. We make sure that we're there to hit, to meet the seniors' needs. Well, and I think the other thing that's important is the hospital really needed her out of the hospital. Like there, w- the sh- there was no medically necessary reason to keep her 
at the hospital. And I think seniors, that's what's important too, to recognize when you're scared and you're not sure what to do, you do go to the emergency room and that's what a lot of people do, but they have to have something medically necessary in order to admit you into the hospital. Otherwise you stay in observation and in observation, you feel like you're in the hospital, but you're actually not admitted. You're in like the emergency room area and they might even give you a room for a couple days, but you can't stay there um, long term or even two or three days. Usually it's one, maybe two days, 24 hours in observation, just to make sure there's nothing more ser serious going on with your condition. And the other key thing with the observation, just since I'm on the topic, is uh, it's important to know that sometimes Medicare does not cover that 100%. So when you're admitted, Medicare will cover that for the three days, and then you can go to a rehab on Medicare. But when you're in observation, there are times that that's not covered. So their goal is to get them out of there sooner rather than later, and that's when we stepped in. So I love that story, Cheryl. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it's it's good. It ended up having a good outcome for her. So She's so happy. Yeah. She's yeah. so happy. Definitely. So tell us about some of our community partners that you use at Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. So um, there's many layers to this organization. So we go into action quickly or we have long-term programs that we uh, participate with local um, hospitals. So one example is Ascension uh Providence Rochester Hospital is working with us on a concierge program for four weeks uh, post-surgical event for congestive heart failure uh, patients. So during that four-week time, uh, we work with them and we follow up with those patients with weekly phone calls. Sometimes they need respite care or home care. There's different options, so we're able to work with the nursing staff and evaluate what level they fall in and manage that for four weeks. And the goal of this program is to make sure that these seniors are able to recover well. And sometimes we find when they go home that first couple weeks, they may not have family or friends to help. And, and that's when they're still weak from their hospital stay. So we're able to step in and work with a community partner and help these seniors to make sure they stay healthy and safe during that four week time. And at the end, we make sure they get connected back to their doctors. And sometimes we've even had to provide transportation for them to their doctor's visits because they don't have a family member or a friend to help them out. So um, so depending on what they need, we take care of it for them for those four weeks. So we've been partnering with Ascension, who's also been a great funder of our program. They're a lead sponsor of ours at our events. So we're able to work together, and um, and it's it's a great partnership. And you've done a great job with that program, Cheryl, really. There's so many seniors that have benefited because of your coordination. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. So um, United Healthcare also was a sponsor of our Christmas drop program that we mentioned um, earlier. We were able to deliver those gifts, and, and they helped fund that program and partner with us and provide volunteers to work with us as well. So we're just happy to be able to work with these different um, organizations in Metro Detroit. Uh, we have several other partners that we work with as well. Uh, American House has been great funding some of our program and sponsoring our events, which those sponsorship dollars go directly to impact seniors. So sponsorship is huge and very important to us. Um, Massage Heights has been great. The Women's Fund in Rochester has given us grants for scholarships, and these are just to name a few. We have several sponsors, but they are community partners, and we have a similar interest in helping seniors. 
Yes, we've been very blessed. And I just want to make a shout out to all of you. We, we appreciate you. We, we really, truly could not do it on our own. Um, one of the things I wanted to share is the qualifications for our foundation. Because if you're listening to the program right now, you might be like, how can they help me? And we do have to have qualifications and we do have an amazing board as well. And we also have a a committee who goes through the criteria. It's uh, a committee that will look at the application, which is available online. So you can go on the website, nextstepsforseniorsfoundation.org and fill out an application. But let me tell you what the eligibility is. It is 75, I'm sorry, 72 and older. And obviously the reason we had to put an age limit on it is if we were to start helping 50 and 60 year olds, um, we'd probably run out of funding because our goal is really to focus on the older adult. So that's good for you. We don't consider 50 and 60 old. See? Yeah. <laughs> You're not a senior yet as far as I'm concerned. Maybe because we're both in our 50s. Wait so, a minute. <laughs> anyway, 72 and older and 2300 a month in Social Security. Under 2300 a month in Social Security. So if you make over that, you automatically do not qualify if that's your income. And I'm going to add to that, that there is an asset limit. You cannot have more than $3,000 to your name in assets. And that's, you know, a house, a car, anything you own, your bank account, life insurance, nothing can be over 3000 So we're talking a very low income person that has hardly any, they're usually renting um, hardly any assets. So that is important to understand if you do own your home, but you only get 2,200 a month in social security, that's going to disqualify you, unfortunately. So, um, and the last qualification is ADLs, which is activities of daily living. So you need to have, um, a desire to have assistance for either eating or showering or getting out of your chair, getting out of bed, Someone who truly needs help doing things in your home. Uh, that's the last qualification. So that's, that's, it's not like a whole big, huge list of things. It's really only four. But if you meet those qualifications, fill out the application online for sure, or call the office and we can send an application to you in the mail. So that's, and it's on our website, you can download that, but you can also call us at the office and we'll walk you through that. So it's it's definitely something that we want to help people with. We don't want to make it too difficult. And then we also have resources if you do not qualify for our program. So that's another component that our network of partners and um, community, uh, other community services, We're, we work with them to get you over to a group that may be able to help you when we're not able to. So, Exactly. And we have, we have had quite a few seniors, just for the record, over the last four years, uh, listeners who have called, and we've been able to help them with an emergent need. And that's what I think is important, too, because it's not just the senior scholarship. So the senior scholarship will run for up to two years where you get a monthly scholarship amount that goes to the community on your behalf. So for example, if the rent is uh, $2,200 a month and your social security check is $1,900, we would pay the difference between the $1,900 and the $2,200. And that is how up, up to two years if you qualify. So the criteria is really important. 
But this is how we help you stay somewhere safe, affordable, and you can live out your years with dignity and grace and respect because we want you to be in a safe environment. We want you to be healthy and we want to just wrap our arms around you and pour love on you. And we're going to be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors program. You're here today with Wendy Jones and Cheryl Clark, our executive director from Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. She's amazing and she does so many awesome things. And let me tell you, this woman is dedicated to you seniors, totally dedicated to you. We love you, Cheryl. Honestly, you're Thank awesome. You. So share with us how the funds impact our seniors in need. So um, one example, I can give you a little story uh, that happened recent. Well, it wasn't recently. It was a, a little over a year ago. Um, we had a senior that uh, was living at home with dementia, and their spouse had passed away in the home, and he didn't realize it. And so we got a call from the hospital, and Wendy went into action, stepped in to help that senior and made sure – that he had his paperwork, went went to his home and got his clothing. And we also made sure he was assigned a guardian. So sometimes when someone doesn't have family, we step in and we make sure that the resources are there, but they also have a guardian that can follow this patient, this senior through the process. And we we're able to pay for one month to get him into a community where he was safe. See, these seniors don't realize even when they're at risk and they're struggling and they stay in their home way too long. And then they're at risk of hurting themselves, falling. And we don't want that. We want them to be able to live out their years with dignity and grace and to celebrate those final years and and be in a safe environment. So uh, Wendy went ahead and took care of that. And that senior is doing much better now because of it. They're in an assisted living that they wouldn't have been in, and they're getting 24-7 care, so doing very, very well. It was a blessing. Mm -hmm. So many seniors do not have family, and they they lean on us, and our community partners will refer those people to us so that we can connect them uh, where, they, where they need to be. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, the impact um, individually on people because you've, you've seen a lot. Yeah, I have in the few months that I've been here, I've seen quite a bit. So, um, but people ask where the money goes and we, you know, we're a 501c3. We're governed by a board of directors. Our financials are reviewed every other month as we do our meetings with our board of directors. So we have complete transparency and oversight, and those funds go directly to the patients or the, the seniors, whether it be a um, respite care, whether it's transportation, whether it's a one-month, um, you know, will we stand in and help them shortly, you know, in that short amount of time, or if we're on a monthly uh scholarship program. So we definitely um, have oversight and we want to make sure that those funds go directly to seniors. So we try to keep our overhead very low and we are blessed because Next Steps for Seniors Business kind of lets us share office space. And so a lot of those overhead uh, type of costs that nonprofits have, we do not have. So we're very blessed there. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of how that works. Well, and there's other programs, I think you mentioned like the My Choice Waiver, like there's other things mm. that you connect the seniors with too that will pick up later. 
So when, a, when you apply for this program for us, we also ask that you apply for other programs because sometimes it takes six months for those programs to kick in. So we monitor this kind of on a regular basis because you could, uh, uh, my choice waiver is one example, and that takes about six months for those funds to start um, impacting that senior. And then we can pull you off of our program when that program kicks in so that another senior has access to those funds. The other one is veterans assistance. So there's certain rules around veterans, but a lot of people don't realize that their family member may qualify for veterans benefits that would help supplement to make sure that they're able to be in an assisted living versus staying at home and at risk. And just to give you a little bit of feedback on the veterans benefit, if you have a spouse that served during wartime, now it doesn't need to be on the front line, it can just be serving during wartime, and they had an honorable discharge, uh, so if it's dishonorable discharge, you, you do not qualify, and you can find their DD-214, that's what it's called, the document that states that they were serving our country, you actually can get the aid and attendance benefit. And what that is, is it's financial and it's a, a set dollar amount that goes every single month. And I want to say, and don't quote me, <laughs> but it's like $1,900 a month wow. for the person who was serving in the war. And the spouse, as long as you are married, if the, if the veteran may have passed, but the spouse, the surviving spouse benefit is like 1100 a month. So everyone calls and says, well, my mom and dad got a divorce, so does my mom still qualify? And the answer is no. You have got to be married to a veteran at the time of death in order to qualify for that benefit. And it is an enormous benefit for people um, to take advantage of for assisted living because the costs are so high. So I just want to encourage you listeners, you know, these are the programs that Cheryl has available for you and information where we want you to sign up for veterans. We want you to sign up for My Choice Waiver. But in the interim, we're there to bridge the gap for you. Exactly. So we're able to take you know, that monthly amount that, that you need, whether it's 200 or $300 a month to help supplement that difference so that you are in a safe environment. Exactly. Exactly. And, and our goal is to move people off the program so we can bring more people on the program. As you can imagine, we have a wait list and therein lies why if you're listening and your heart is touched and you do have some funds that you can donate Cheryl, tell us, do we get any funding from the state or the government or any other sources? We do not. So we are 100% reliant on donors uh, from individuals, uh, corporations, and our community partners to help fund this program. So we do not get any do government dollars at all. So, yeah, so we're hard at work trying to raise funds to cover what the seniors need. And, and our goal really is to bring awareness because most people who are listening will be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing what you're doing. How can I help? And, that, and so listeners, we need three different things. We need the funds. So you can be an individual donor. You can sponsor a senior. So that's about $4,500 for a year for one senior if you want to sponsor a senior. And two years, it's like 9000 and um, you can also sponsor an event. So we have some events coming up that we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, and you can be a, you know, you can be a monthly donor. Um, what are some other ways? I know the bereavement program, you could talk about that. So oftentimes, you know, families will lose a loved one and they don't know where to donate the funds to. 
or you know choose a nonprofit to to donate funds to. So Next Steps for Seniors Foundation is a great option, and so a lot of the memorial gifts that come in here are very impactful to the seniors in need. And those those dollars definitely we make sure that they get stretched as far as we can. Exactly. Yeah. And and United Healthcare did sponsor as she as Cheryl mentioned earlier our Christmas program. So not only did we do the eight hundred gifts to that that low income community, we also brought hundreds of gifts down to Detroit and we delivered them um, to a, a low-income senior apartment in Detroit. So we're doing things every day. We've had pizza parties um, for different communities, and we've brought the Care Companion program to them. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. We we partner with Ascension on a pizza party and Pace, uh, and we Ascension put together these activity boxes with puzzles and coloring books and word searches and activities for seniors to keep them busy, especially during the winter months. And with COVID, they've been very isolated. They We got a call two weeks later from one of the leaders at the senior community, and she just said, these seniors are having so much fun with these activity boxes. Ascension did an amazing job putting them together. The other thing that we did actually is partnered with Baldwin Society at uh, Christmas time, and we delivered over 50 gifts to, and we're talking essential items. So there was toilet paper, paper towel, you know, anything you could possibly need. And, and it was a big, huge bag, and we had numerous volunteers, and we delivered all of these in the local area to people who can't get out of their house. They're homebound. So Baldwin Society partnered with us on that project, and it was it was enormous. I mean, I want to say overall there was over maybe 1,500 delivered, and we were a huge part of that. So it was just amazing. We've had such a, and it blesses when you go out and do something. And listeners, I guess I just want to encourage you. We are all blessed. We're healthy. We're blessed. And if you have the ability to give back, there is nothing like it blessing somebody else. Right. For sure. It's definitely the joy that I see, The especially our volunteers that had fun doing the deliveries. They had so much fun that day, and they were just surprised at the impact that they had on those people's lives. And we do have some new ones coming up. So listeners, if you're interested, tell us, Cheryl, about what's coming. I think there's something for Valentine's Day. Well, we're, we're it's in the works. We're in the process of organizing that. It so might I don't be have Easter. The details. It might, it be, might Easter. be Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at Easter to do a delivery again. So that, that definitely is on the books in the future here soon. So if you're interested, definitely call and you want to volunteer or you want to maybe sponsor um, you know, I think we did orchids last Easter, and we spart- uh, partnered with Din- Dinosaur Hill on that. Um, but if you want to sponsor a product, you know, if you want to give someone a cuddly little bear with a little Valentine in it, I mean, these are the things that we need help with, and For we sure. could use we could use the funds, and we could use your volunteer um, abilities. So thank you for that. Again, our website next steps for seniors the number four seniors foundation. Dot org. And you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. And we'll be back with you in just a few moments to share some fun stuff coming up. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're here today with Brian Kurtz, a wealth of information. We covered a lot And let me tell you, this topic of what to do uh, after the death of a loved one, 
as crazy as it sounds, we have gained so much knowledge and wisdom from you, Brian. So I appreciate you and I thank you. Well, thanks for giving me the, the forum to do it. It's, it's a hard conversation to have. A lot of times people don't want to hear, but this is important stuff. Yeah, and, and it's then they're not going to ask for it. We just got to deliver it, and that's what you did today. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no one's going to say, "Hey, what do I do after my loved one passes?" So tell us, is there anything else that we should know in regards to what we should do after someone passes? What you should do after someone passes, we need to spend a few minutes, Wendy, on IRAs, individual retirement accounts. Now that can include IRAs, four hundred three Bs, four hundred one Ks, four fifty seven Bs, four hundred one As, Keo plans. I'm talking about qualified retirement money. That is, in many cases, the largest account that there is because you worked somewhere for a long period of time, maybe you had a few different jobs, so you got several different IRAs. That's okay, too. But there are some very specific rules. There's things you need to do ahead of time that I'll give you, but there are some very specific rules as to how those things are passed down. Doing it the wrong way can cost you ungodly amounts of money in taxes, Doing it the right way is pretty easy. It's not too complex, but there's some rules you need to know. We were talking during the break. One of the most important things, if you have IRA accounts, folks, if you have 403Bs or 401Ks or any of that through your employer or you've rolled it over afterwards, make sure, please, that it has a beneficiary and not just a primary beneficiary. Because if you're married, that's easy. Yeah, my spouse is my beneficiary. But you go a lot of places with your spouse, and if something happens to both of you at the same time, then we have no beneficiary. If there is no beneficiary, Wendy, then the beneficiary is considered to be the estate, quote-unquote the estate. And an estate, legally speaking, doesn't exist until it is opened up in the probate court. So you have it's a one-way ticket to probate. If you have a beneficiary, you'll avoid probate, and the funds will go directly to whoever they're supposed to go to. So you want a primary beneficiary and then a contingent beneficiary or beneficiaries. If you have three kids, don't leave it all to as a contingent beneficiary to your oldest kid, even if you have a good trusting relationship. I've heard that before. You know, well, I'll just leave it to this one because he'll he'll know to split it three ways. There are tax ramifications for doing that. It's all going to be taxable to the one child, and everything that that child has then give out, even if they do the right thing and split it the other two ways, is considered to be a gift. But all the taxes fall on the one kid. So you want to have, you know, if you've got three kids that you want to leave three ways, then have three contingent beneficiaries. You can have as many as you want. And if you are in inheriting an IRA, there's two questions you need to ask. Number one, am I married to this person? Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're a spouse, the rules are different, Wendy. If you're a spouse and you're inheriting an IRA, then you can take those funds, transfer them into an IRA in your own name, mm-hmm. even add them to an existing one if you already have one, or set up a new IRA in your own name, mm-hmm. and then they are treated as if they were always yours. Okay. So let me give you an example. If if someone is a, 70, a 74-year-old man, been taking distributions for a couple of years because he has to, then he passes away and his spouse is 67, okay? Then she can put those funds into an IRA, whether it's pre-existing or she sets up a new one, and she's not required to take any of that money out if she doesn't want to until she turns 72. Oh. Oh, got you. There's no required distributions at all. She can put it into her own name as an IRA and then just pretend it always was hers. But only a spouse can do that. If you inherit an IRA from anyone other than your spouse, and I've had people that inherit, you know, clients that have passed away with no kids, leave it to my nephews or, you know, something like that, my niece, uh, or if you inherit one from mom and dad, 
then the rules are different. Prior to 20, prior to January 1st of 2020, you used to be able to uh, establish a beneficiary IRA and spread those distributions out over your lifetime. There's a whole separate schedule besides the required minimum distributions, mm-hmm. um, and you could spread it out over your lifetime. It really helped, you know, defer the taxes, but you had to start taking distributions within a year of death. Okay. Now, in December of 2019, the Secure Act was passed. And that changed the rules it did it, for inherited IRAs. The bad news is the account now has to be cleaned out within 10 years of the date of death. So you only have 10 years to spread those distributions out. The good news is you don't have to take required minimum distributions beginning right away. You don't have to take anything right away. You could wait till the last month of the 10th year exactly. and take it all out. And take it all out at once. That may not be the best thing tax-wise, but you know we can talk about that. Uh, another example, I have three clients in Florida. Mom was a good client of mine. Mom moved down to Florida in her later years to live with one of her children. She passed away. All three of her kids were equal beneficiaries. They all live in Florida. They're all you know in their 50s. And so they chose to establish beneficiary IRAs. We did that. They're not going to take any money out for the first few years because they're all within four or five years of retirement. Mm-hmm. So that's part of their retirement plan now, you right. know, mm-hmm. where in four or five years we're going to retire. And guess what? We'll clean out mom's account over a five-year period, stretching it out that way. And, and, and then uh, ours. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll, then we'll yeah, deal with our Social Security and our, you know, and that may be the difference between them taking Social Security at 62 and waiting till 67 when the check is a lot higher. Absolutely. Because they can spread moms out. So all kinds of, of neat little tricks. What you cannot do. And I've had, I told you, in 28 years, there isn't much I haven't seen. What you can't do is take out a beneficiary IRA, take a distribution, and then within 60 days put it into a beneficiary IRA. Here's what I'm getting at. If it's your own money, you can do what's called an IRA rollover once at once per every 12 months. If you have your own money and you need it for something, down payment on a house or whatever, you can take money out of your IRA. As long as you put it back within 60 days, it's not a taxable distribution. Oh. You can do that with your own. Okay. You want to be careful because, right. you know, circumstances dictate sometimes that you can't put it back. But you cannot do that with beneficiary IRAs. If you inherit money and you take, you know, I had a, I had a gentleman, I was going to say a client, but he never became a client. Uh, I had a gentleman come in one day with a check. He had been referred to me, and he said, yeah, my mom passed away. It was a check from Jackson National Life Insurance Company. Mom had an IRA annuity that they had split four ways between four kids, and he had a check for like $60,000, and he said, I want to put this into a beneficiary IRA, spread out the distributions, and I said, you can't do that. You've already liquidated the IRA. It has to go directly from the IRA, direct transfer to a beneficiary IRA. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. And he said, well, you know, the other advisor I talked to said you can do that with a beneficiary IRA. And I said, well, what I will do for you is I will just not tell anybody we had this conversation. <laughs> and you go, back go to do him. whatever you're going to do <laughs> and because that's illegal. But people don't, people don't know. Like that's a perfect example. And so that's why you're here today because now we know this information. And it, it is critical. It, it makes a difference. It's very critical. You don't also want – here's another thing you want to avoid while we're talking about IRAs. Don't have, unless there are specific reasons to do it, a disabled child, someone who's in prison or has debt, outstanding debts, liens, lawsuits, things like that, you generally don't want to have a trust 
as beneficiary or even contingent beneficiary of your IRAs or your 403Bs, your 401Ks. Okay. The reason being, Wendy, I told you, if if a non-spouse, one of your kids inherits it, they have 10 years to spread out distributions, clean it out. If an IRA goes into a trust, then it all becomes taxable at once. Oh. Immediately. Even if the trust is going to spread it out, it's it has to be taxed first, and then the trust can spread it out. Okay, so you great be information. Very Are you kidding? Absolutely. If you are going to inherit an IRA, whether you're married or whether you're not married, or talk to a financial advisor, please. You can call me, 866-247-6663. You can call. I'm not the only guy in town who knows this stuff. I'm not the only girl in town who knows this but stuff. There's a it. lot of good advisors out there. If you have one, then please contact them. But please talk to a financial advisor if you're going to inherit an IRA. Brian, I cannot thank you enough, honestly. This is excellent information. It's excellent information. And please be sure that the beneficiaries are correct on your IRA. And make sure that there's more than one of them. So many people stop at, well, just my spouse. You know, if you have kids or even if you don't, have a next of kin, have someone else, have charities. It doesn't matter. You can have whoever you want. Oh, what a great segue. Really quick. <laughs> Thank you. We have one minute left. Next Steps for Seniors Foundation is a 501c3. So anyone who doesn't have children that wants to give back, especially to our seniors, great opportunity to give back. You can call us, and you'll hear the number at the end of the program. Brian, thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for your wisdom, and thank you for sharing it with our listeners today. Thank you for having me on, for introducing me to the Patriot again. and <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk to each other again soon. We absolutely will. And don't forget to tune into his program, Money Matters. And it's each week. It's week. Go ahead, tell them the time. Saturdays and Sundays at 9 a.m. And I'm also doing a once-a-month program, second Thursday of every month from 5 to 6 p.m. drive time. And we're doing that one live. You can call in and answer, ask, ask your financial questions, and we'll take care of them. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Go and be blessed. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 